If you want my future, forget my past. And if you want to get with me, you better make it fast. Don't go wasting my precious time. Get your act together. We could be just fine. I will tell you what I want. What I really, really want. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I wanna, <laughs> I wanna zig a zig a. Continue podcast, episode 64. Wee, it's wee, a show wee. about video games. Majestic. Thank you. Thank really you. stretching I, the definition of slow jam there. Well, there, I, well we're, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Right? We have two choices <laughs> at this point. After, after doing this show for two and a half years, I can either start going for like super niche and obscure R&B from the 80s and 70s. Or we can just, like, start just doing whatever we want. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. That's like, what it is. Uh, a shout-out to an old friend and listener of the show, Steve Mainzer. He actually requested that I do the thong song by Cisco. No. And I... And first of all, I don't do requests, goddammit! <laughs> uh, I think that was the name of a podcast lo- title once, is I'm not a fucking jukebox. I'm not your fucking jukebox. I forgot about that. Uh, but also, like, am I, like, I was like, do Cisco, we're not there yet. No. If anything, I'll, I'll pull up, like, the song that he did for the Mystery Men soundtrack. That seems more appropriate, right? That's more on brand for us, yes. Uh, that is on brand for us. <laughs> yeah. Who are we? My name is Anthony John Agnello. Uh, I host this show with two people who are wonderful. We have Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. If you do not learn to master your rage, your rage will become your master. That's that. That's like the one line I remember from Mystery Men, like the <laughs> the superhero that's like trying to teach them the ways of, and all he yeah, does is the, just um, he just says the same thing but backwards. That's that that movie remains delightful. Yeah, it's all right. For, it's good. It's good for two things. One is the performance of Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Tom Waits uh, is in that just, movie. Yeah, Tom Waits is in it as like an in- crazy inventor. And he haunts the parties at retirement homes to meet chicks, which is like, I'm like, that's just how they, that's probably just what they found Tom Waits doing (laughs) in general. Can you just put this like thing on your wrist? Yeah. (laughs) But then it's also like top three performances of Jeffrey Rush. Because Jeffrey Rush plays a disco supervillain named Casanova Frankenstein. Oh, right. And he's so, that, that cast is... That cast is great. It's so super it's, good. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo, Hank Azaria, um, Pee Wee Herman. P- P- yeah, Pee Wee Herman. Uh, Kel from Keenan mm-hmm. and Kel. Did you already say uh, Greg Kinnear? I did not Greg, say Greg Kinnear. Yeah, Greg, Greg Kinnear, like pre-Oscar Greg Kinnear. Oh, they, he, he bites it, doesn't he? Like that's the, so. He's the whole idea is like he's Superman. And he gets whacked. He got yeah, Jeffrey Rush, like destroys him almost immediately. Uh, and everybody in that movie is very good. Susan, have you ever seen mystery men? I have not. I've seen like a little bit of it. Janine Garofalo has a bowling ball or something. Yeah, she has a bowling ball with her dead father's head in it. And someone has a shovel. 
The yeah, shovel. William H. Macy. Yeah, William H. Oh Macy. Oh my god, yes. he's in that That's real. Yeah. William H. Macy. William H. Macy, who delivers like one of the great lines of his career where he just goes, I shovel well. Which is... <laughs> It's so, it's so good. It's so good. That's a great <laughs> film. Uh, I smell commentary episode. Uh, in yes. our oh, I'm, I am down with that. 100%. Yeah, I smell commentary yes. episode. Yes. That person who is down with the sickness is none other <laughs> than uh, nation traveler Susan Arndt. That was, yes, I am. I am not well. My voice reflects as much. You know what I love about William H. Macy is that this is a man with, incredible acting ability. He's, mm-hmm. he's super, super gifted. And he uses that to do the driest comedy. Yeah. I just <laughs> love that about him. Like he could be doing Shakespeare, you know, he could be doing like Dostoevsky. No, no, no. He does like, just, you know, blow on it and it'll turn to dust dry comedy. And I fucking, love that about him. His character I, in Fargo, like, just that, like, Midwestern drawl that he's got. Yeah. He's so horrifying you gotta get, in Fargo. Gotta get the true code on there. <laughs> I, there is a line that he utters in Pleasantville that I want to use as a response to every MRA alt-right douchebag on Twitter every time they say anything but I don't think they would get it. I think we're too distant from Pleasantville mm-hmm. 22 years later that it wouldn't play. But every time one of those assholes opens their mouth about any of the good politics out of my video games, I always just want to respond with William H. Macy going, where's my dinner? <laughs> <laughs> that's you, dickhead. That's, oh. that's you. Oh, God. Oh, I don't understand why it has to be female representation. Honey, oh, where's my dinner? Be... Where's my dinner? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it just wouldn't... But no, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't. It wouldn't yeah. play. Yeah. Like, the other day, a really good friend of mine was making fun of Pete Buttigieg, and he's like, but I gotta give it to him, he did destroy Gigas. And I was like, wait, are you saying Pete Buttigieg looks like Ness from Earthbound? <laughs> and I was like, that was amazing! It's really good! But, like, you can't just say that because it won't play. Wow, he's not wrong see, either. You see wow. it now, don't you? I Ness, do. Ness, like, Ness, put the Ness hat. Yeah, yep. Ness with, like, a real sociopathic streak. Like, oh, like yeah. anti-Ness. <laughs> he's, he's evil Ness. Yeah, yeah. he's evil Ness. Uh, Fuck that guy. So, I'm, we're not going to get into it. <laughs> we're not going to no, My, my rage for Biden has now been replaced. That's all. It's, yeah, Dave has new rage. New rage. Uh, if you are a backer of this show, you can hear about the rage in other sections. No, of I didn't show that. No, 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 we didn't. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a politics-free zone. This is a politics-free yes. zone. Yeah, where's that my dinner? <laughs> so, uh, it ha- we we've been uh, uh, on an extended leave. We uh, this episode's coming at you a little bit of a, a week late. Uh, my fault. But, I was sick as a goddamn dog. Uh, yeah, my family was <laughs> ill. Was sick. Yeah, everybody had a license to ill, and uh, <laughs> it's true. The bright side is that gave us ample time to go do the things that we were going to do and come back and talk to you. I wanted to throw this one at you guys right up front because we're 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 in the quietest like first quarter of games that we've had in years at this point. Yeah, the quietest like, that I can remember. Yeah, nothing going on until Animal Crossing and Final Fantasy VII remake really. Everything just got delayed, delayed, delayed. Mm. Uh 
But we're we're coming up on this period of like huge releases where everybody has already formed an opinion about them. You know, like people are saying, Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's going to be one of the most amazing things of all time. And it's how many people have actually played that demo? 500 total at trade shows? I mean, you can, if you know how to get it, you could probably tell yeah, me. Yeah, or, 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 you, <laughs> or you've hacked your way into actually playing that game. My, my point is, is that for the first time in a very long time, I have been thinking about how we form opinions about games long before we ever play them. And now that we're in a, an era of game culture when there are people who follow games and follow streamers of games and YouTube videos of games that they will never play. They just watch them. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. And I, it's baffling to me because if you look at video of a game, even if it's direct feed, just captured from the console, or if you look at still screenshots, no matter what, that is not the same as actually playing that game. And whatever opinion That's you true. form from that is, is just not similar. I had to be reminded of this recently. I have been playing my way through the uh, recent uh, Switch releases of Dragon Quests 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and these games sort of got a, a little bit of an infamous negative reputation when Square announced them uh, mid-last year because they are based on the iOS versions of those games, and in typical Square fashion, they really didn't update them that much. Oh. And they, did, and they, they do, put like a nice layer of Vaseline on all the pixels. Uh, so there is no weird, like disgusting filter. The font is actually really nice as opposed to terrible. And there's nothing in it that's like, now click the home button on your phone. Like when you play <laughs> no Final Fantasy IX. No emoticons in your name. What? None of that. But, you know, especially, like, if you watch a trailer or you look at screenshots, especially of Dragon Quest 1 and 2, they were NES games back in the day, remade a billion times for mm -hmm. Super Nintendo, etc. When you look at the still screenshots, the backgrounds look like Super Nintendo RPG. And then the sprites are too big for each Oh, tile. yeah. Yeah. That you see. Yeah. And they look, the sprites for Dragon Quest 1 and 2 almost look like they're from a different game. They look like they're they're made for a modern mobile game. And they're, rather than that sort of chunky, pixelated Super Nintendo 16-bit style, they look very clean. You know, uh, the reference point that people have used for the past decade, but is fast becoming anachronistic to the point of meaninglessness, is that it looks like Flash animation when you look at it in trailers or screenshots. And I looked at that pre-release and was like, that is fucking wretched. That is gross looking. I will not play those. Uh, I think they were revealed during E3 or just before E3. And I, I, I think I was texting with the two of you while we were watching this whatever square presentation. That's like, Ugh, no, no. Uh, but I love Dragon Quest and found myself wanting to play Dragon Quest that was the simplest incarnation of that rather than 8 or 11 mm. and I've I've never played 2 and 3. So I picked up the set and I fired it up and I was like, wow, that is ugly. Uh, but as I started playing through Dragon Quest 1 for the first time in 30 years, 
I was like, wait a second, this isn't really that bad. And in fact, I kind of like it. And I noticed that all of the people on Twitter and, and various message boards and Reddit, the consensus out in video game town was, oh, they ruined everything. It's unplayable because of how ugly it is. It's so ugly. I would never play it. Even the monster design is terrible. And as I'm playing this version of Dragon Quest 1 and 2, I'm like, this is just the... This is scanned Akira Toriyama art. I have the art book here. It's just his original illustrations put in the game. There's no filter. It looks great. And so throughout this, I was like, oh my god, I've been doing the worst old game fan thing. I have been saying, oh, that's, that's horrible. I, I'll never... That's the worst thing of all time based on never actually playing it. Played through Dragon Quest 1, played through Dragon Quest 2. Lovely. Lovely experiences. They play great. The sprites are a little too big. That's it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even take it off in the review. I wanted to bring this to you guys because how do you feel... You know, we're, we're not... The three of us don't have to worry about a critical response to a game anymore. We're not reviewing games professionally. We are also not in the misery churn that is producing news about video games for a daily website. We don't have to respond immediately to these things, but I feel like we're all still immersed in the culture of needing to have some kind of response to the things that we see before we ever play them. How do you guys react to get, like, do, do, you, do you form an opinion about a game before you actually get your hands on it? Susan, what is... How do you deal with video games at this point? I mean, I don't... I, I, I form... I form The opinion that I form is I'm either interested in that or I am not. Sure. Right? Uh, I'm either going to play that or I am not, based on my personal experience. At this point, I, I have people whose opinions I value, mm -hmm. and I also have played enough video games to know the kinds of things that matter to me and the ones that don't. Like, I don't, I could not possibly care less what the review of Animal Crossing is. I'm going to play the game. There you go. All right, that's, and then I, I may end up enjoying it, or I may not, but there is literally not anything, like, unless you tell me that, you know, profits from it go directly to Donald Trump, there's no way <laughs> I am not, I'm not playing this game. I feel like, so, and this has been a problem with the, with the, with the gaming community for a really long time is there's this game, air quote, fan. Like, I am a gamer. I'm into games. I know about games. Sure. And I ha not only do I have to have an opinion on something, you have to prove to me that your game is worth my esteem. Oh, right. you like video games? How many albums have you listened to? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and it's this, this, and it's, Go on Resetera, and you will find this attitude everywhere. Yeah. Uh, in the comments section of any gaming site, like yeah. any Discord, except for the Continue podcast, because the people there are lovely. Yeah, they're great. Uh, you know, you, there's this something sucks until it, it, it proves that it's okay, right? Yeah. There is such a disdain for enthusiasm and for just plain liking stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe the sprites are, are too big, but you know what? Uh, I had a good time with it. It yeah. suited my gaming need at that time, and that's all it has to 
do. Sure. Like, there's, there's this idea that games need to be more than they are. They need to be they, perfect or groundbreaking or they need to please. Like, no, like, you know what? Sometimes I just need it to be a, a thing that suits my mood at that time. And if you don't like it, that's also okay. Right. You yeah. know, your enjoyment of it or not in no way impacts mine. <laughs> yeah. We're two and, different people. And the thing about places like Resetera and Reddit is that they, they build a narrative. And it's yeah. like it like yeah. they there becomes a shorthand for how to talk about specific games. Like I remember going on Resetera during the months leading up to Final Fantasy XV's release, and people just shitting on it. Anything anything that they talked about with it because it wasn't Versus Thirteen, because it wasn't right. Amaru's originally original vision, you right. know, or you know, or um, people like with Metal Gear Solid Five, like looking into things and and saying like, oh, it's not finished because of like, oh, like Konami, like the, you know, again the fuck Konami thing. It just it becomes yep. a thing that people latch onto, and yep. there's no room for nuance. You're either on board with the hashtag or get the fuck off. And uh, I, I think you know it's very dangerous. You have to, you have to, you can't. It's it, it, it develops a kind of group. That I actually don't dislike the art style in the Final Fantasy VI like PC version uh, in motion. Like I think in still frames, it looks terrible. There but like I, I was playing it on my iPad, and I was like, you know what? This is fine. Like there are plenty of like uh, there are plenty of uh, quality of life additions that they made. You can speed through battles. Uh, the way that the menus are laid out are really nice. Like yeah, the gra- I, I do wish that the graphics were a little chunkier, but on like playing it on a on a mobile device was fine. It's yeah, still it's, Final Fantasy VI. Dude, like, that story it's so still kicks funny. ass. You still suplex a ghost train. Like so, so this like these Dragon Quest remakes for Switch. They have like the pixel, the like characters, all the little characters that you see in one and two look like the sprites do in Final Fantasy VI for PC. It's that same very like too bright, too smooth thing. But then you get to Dragon Quest three in the set, and the the character sprites are properly sized to the maps, mm-hmm. so they now only fill one tile again. And I was like, I have trouble seeing them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit, they're harder to see than the point ones. <laughs> it's almost like they knew that you'd be playing it on a portable screen Ooh. and that they, they yeah. said the bigger sprite Ooh. might be no, better. And that's the other thing too, like especially when it comes to portable games, is that like when they make trailers, they're made to look at 1080p. Yes, exactly. And like, like 3DS games look like shit in trailers. All yeah, of them. All of them. They yeah. all they're look gorgeous. bad. Link Between Worlds. All three of us. One of our favorite games. Yep. That game looks like ass in screenshots and trailers. It looks it's fucking true. terrible. And then right. when you're holding the machine, it is great. It yeah, looks and, beautiful in motion. It's the same thing with like, like The Witcher 3. It's like, okay, yes, if you're just watching this on a trailer on YouTube, it's clearly not the best looking version of The Witcher 3. But if you're playing that in handheld mode on a Switch... With the the resolution gets like smooshed down, so the graphics mm-hmm. look like pop a little bit better. Like I, I had a friend who was playing it and just posting like pictures of like his switch on his desk. It's like how 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 is this working? Like he's just like, <laughs> marveling over it, and it's like yeah, it's like you know 
the foliage is gone. And I mean, Roach still hangs out on the house, but, but uh, it wouldn't be the Witcher if he didn't. I was right. gonna say, don't do you do not fix they that didn't, fucking they horse. Didn't fix that. Um, don't do but, not. Uh, Am I a wing horse, Carol? <laughs> We're gonna go down the mountain, Carol. Here's like, here's my thing, right? Like, okay, obviously, uh, you know, The Witcher Three is not going to look as good on Switch as it does on PC or PS3 sure. or Xbox One, right? And what bugs me is is people who are like, oh, yeah, it doesn't look as good on Switch, as opposed to, holy shit, portable Witcher. Yeah. Like, right? Because if you, if you want it to be better looking, there you have options. The, Go uh, play it on another platform. I all, like, it's also the, the whole thing of, for some reason, unless you're playing something in like the most beautiful, pristine, magical presentation, then it, you're not playing the real game. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I've told many people just casually like oh man like i love doom 2016 it's one of my favorite things play the switch version and people are always like oh 30 frames per second why would i want to play that version of the game like because it's fucking good like <laughs> yeah because yeah. it's fun to play yeah. yeah like my my biggest hang up with that stuff is frame rate i always hate like like i don't care how good a game looks as long as it's not like constantly hitching every right. thirty seconds, because like, sure. I play a PC, yeah. I have a I have a decent uh, gaming laptop, and like I, you know, there'll be games that I play on it that look better on that than like a base PS4 or whatever. But it's like, yeah, but it's it hitches, and I don't know how to fix it, and it's bothering me. <laughs> but yeah. there, there's there's the thing again. That's about feel. That's how does something mm-hmm. feel when you're playing it, not how it looks. Like, the frame rate issue is not about, oh, like, the most gorgeous image. It's how does this game respond to my intent when I'm holding mm-hmm. the controller? And that is where the value and actual nature of a game comes from. And, you know, my saying that, like, I've noticed this behavior in myself of having this this idiot reaction of, like, that game is bad because I don't like the way it looks. Let me in, let me in let me ask you something. Sure. Yeah. How long have you been noticing that behavior in yourself? Well, like that's the th- playing these Dragon Quest games, I had to sit there and have like a reflective moment and be like, yeah, you know, I think I've been doing this for a while. I think that okay. I Okay. Okay. But here's what I'm going to suggest to you. Sure. You, in your personal and professional life, have been dealing with a fair amount of stress and negativity. It's true. For the past... For, for, for a couple of years. For, for a hot minute, right? <laughs> and that finds its expression yeah. in this hypercriticism of your hobby. Of course, yes. You know, when when people are are so freaking fixated on... Well, did you play it on hard? You didn't. Like I, you know, I validate myself by by letting you know I played this game on hard. It's because they need that to yeah. feel good because everything else feels so bad. Yeah, that's right? that's true. And I, you know, I, 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 I definitely see that link. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I can sit there and say with confidence that I've been talking shit on that, that Avengers game that's coming yeah, out yeah. at some but point in the indeterminate future. 
It looks terrible, though. It looks awful. And, uh, like, it's not just me looking at that and saying, like, wow, that's a very unappealing aesthetic. Ergo, it's a bad game. Oh, yeah. It's the, here's how it looks, but then it's, Oh, it's a it's a persistent. Yeah. We, we made a destiny game with. We made a destiny game with, to which I respond in the fact that what you said right at the start, Susan, of am I interested in that or not? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fucking hell no, 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 Square Enix. That's a bad Square Enix. Don't make me go get the jar of change to shake in your fucking direction, Square Enix, because I'm going squirt to. Bottle. Bang. Bang. <laughs> chase you out with a rolled up magazine nobody's going to pay your stupid microtransactions Square Enix it's gonna bomb and then you're gonna blame it on Crystal Dynamics when you shouldn't have told them to make that in the first place god damn it anyway yes yeah (laughs) alright thank you for talking about this with me guys anyway anyone listening who's like that guy's full of shit Next time you're watching a streamer play something and you haven't played that game, don't say that game's good or bad because you don't know. You don't you don't know until you actually play it. Susan R. Yes. You've actually been playing something that you want to tell us about. And I, I have, have no idea what it is. <laughs> I, I have and it and I'm I am both disappointed by it and not. And it's <laughs> it's PictoQuest. Oh, yeah, I, I heard of this. Yeah, pic- okay, so PictoQuest is a pictogram RPG, supposedly. Okay. Um, so, you know, Picross, yeah. Anthony has a blank yeah, look I, on yeah. his face. Yeah, okay, <laughs> great, yeah. Uh, we like, talked about Picross. Yeah, okay, you're familiar with the concept of Picross as a game I was waiting for style. Anthony to respond, because yeah. like, like, Susan knows I know what it would be. Yeah, 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 we've all talked about Picross. Okay, great, 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 great. Yeah. Okay, so, alright, so this is, uh, so it's a, a, a mobile game, mobile and also PC, or mobile and, I think it's mobile and PC. And you choose your, you know, there's this whole silly RPG story about, oh, they came and stole the grids from the land, and you're a hero who has to go get the better, some such, whatever. Anyway, so I was really excited because uh, if you remember Puzzle Quest from back in the day. Yes, the best. The, the match three RPG hybrid, which will steal your soul. Because it's so, it shouldn't be as addictive as it is. But that game's oh, on Switch now. Games Anthony John Agnello can't have. It's on that. Switch yeah. now, Anthony. 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 Is it? Is it? It's really? on Switch no. now. The original. Oh. The original. Oh It has no. like, a, like they, 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 they high def the gra- like they, they smoothed out the graphics a little bit on uh, Dragon mm, Quest, but no, that's they, bad. It's uh, it's on Switch. That's no. not good. That's a big no-no for yeah, me. You can put that next to Slay the Spire, Anthony. You'll have right? A, like, see, like, we'll ooh, never okay. see you again. What's, uh, though, the last one I played was, do you remember they, they did Puzzle Quest, then two, and then they made the sci-fi one? Yeah, the sci-fi which one is, was not good. The, the sci-fi, the, the, yeah, the sci-fi one sucked, and I was yeah. like, oh, it's finally, I, I, I I'm through <laughs> the DT's. from this curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the second one wasn't all that good, and then the sci-fi one was just actively bad. Yeah, so, it's bad. Yeah. So, okay, so, anyway, that, so that similar setup. So that's what I was hoping for. I was like, oh, boy, if it's, like, that kind of addictiveness and it yeah. really... Me- no. 
friends yeah. know. There's no RPG happening at all. Oh, that's a bummer. It is a bummer. It you do uh, so you you go from level to level, and each level is a uh, pictogram puzzle, a Picross style puzzle, and they get progressively bigger and harder as you go through the course. And sometimes you get a reward at the end of them in the form of gold coins, and sometimes you fight a monster, and sometimes you fight a boss monster and basically all that means is you're trying to solve it as quickly as possible and not make mistakes which is what you're doing when you're solving one of these things anyway yeah that sounds like it's just getting in the way of the picross exactly and there are no stats your stats don't change there are items you can use to restore your health or help reveal part of the board that kind of stuff but and there and there's a shop you can visit to buy you're not, items. You're not like a. You're not like a. You're not like a character class, and that changes. No. Nope. What's the point? I know. <laughs> I mean, so, so it's just Picross with a bad story and like exactly mechanics. Exactly. It's so it's it's Picross with a, an aesthetic and a very thinly cobbled together reason to go from level to level. Are the, are the, are the pictures cool? Like, no. that's always, like, <laughs> no. No. That's always They're... half the fun. Yeah, like, exactly. that's why you want the ones that Nintendo makes, because you're like, oh, dog, a 3D Link hat. Yeah, yeah. I Ju- know. Uh, Jupiter, Jupiter actually has a bunch. Of, like, the company that makes those for Nintendo or did uh, has a bunch on Switch that are good. Um, but... They're yeah. fully independent now, right, Dave? Like they just make their own things. Yeah, I don't think they have. They haven't made one for Nintendo in a while. I don't think. And yeah. I feel, I feel like, like on the one hand, hey, great, uh, you know, it's a, it's a competent Picross style game on my phone or tablet. That's nice. But I, between this and now, we've got the the mystery. Picross game. Oh, what is that called? Again? Coming yeah, out. The Ace, the, uh, the Ace Attorney guy. Yeah. Dave was just talking about it. Yeah. Uh, let me... it, it is. Um, um, I'm scrolling. It's in the text scro- message. Murder, by, yeah. murder by numbers. Murder, murder by numbers. numbers. And I'm worried that Picross is the new match three. Where people are like, you know, it would be interesting. We're going to blend Picross with car racing. You know, like I'm, I'm really <laughs> shit. I would play that. I, well, yeah. So I, the I, sequel to Racing Lagoon. <laughs> Anthony, totally, I would totally play that. I'd play that right now. But they'd have to keep the like '90s aesthetic from Racing Lagoon. Shit. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Are you gonna keep playing Lagoon it? Or are you done? Or are you I mean, it? probably in that it's like you know I do some levels before I go to bed and meh. But yeah, but Murder I, by Numbers will be out in a month. You just, I know. In one month, you can just play good Picross. I know, but what if with it's good writing? What if it's the same thing? I but like at least there, you know that the writing will be good because the writing in Ace Attorney and the Wait, writing it's, it's, it's the good. Do I though? Hold on, huh. it's the because the writing in Ace Attorney is shit. The writing in, in Ghost Trick is really good. Okay, okay so that's true. this that's game, true. okay, okay, to, to set the record straight, the All game right. is designed by the guy who made Hadaful Boyfriend. 
Oh. It is, oh. it is the oh. the music right. is composed by the guy who did the music for Ace Attorney and Ghost Oh, Trump. this isn't oh. Shu Takumi? I thought it was no. Shu Takumi. No. So it's the guy who didn't oh. have a full boyfriend. So now you okay. really right. know the okay. writing will be good. Okay, so the writing will be good. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, all right. Okay. I thought I thought it was a Shu Takumi game. I'm less I, I'm uh, looking it up now, but I don't think so. <laughs> I'm I'm not as 100% on board as I was before because I'll play whatever Shu Takumi does at this point after Ghost Trick. Actually, what what has that guy been doing at this he point? He made that um, the was it the Sherlock Ace Attorney game. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, that we will never get to play. What a yes, you, yes, you can. <laughs> we there's can play a fan, There's a fan translation, my dude. Oh, they're even trying right. to get voice act. Like they're they're looking for voice actors to do like English voice. That's crazy! For it. Holy yeah. shit! Wow! Yeah. Um, uh, wow! Damn! Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the designer from uh, yeah, made by uh, Hato Moa, the creator of Hataful Boyfriend, and composed. The music is composed by Masakazu Sugimori, who did okay. Phoenix Wright, Ghost Trick, and Beautiful Joe. I do like those soundtracks. Those are good okay. soundtracks. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. Uh, Susan, before we move on to the other thing that you've been doing with your time, which I'm very yes. anxious to hear about, yes, uh, have you ever heard of a game uh, called Might and Magic Clash of Heroes? Of course I have. Generic titles forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I was I was about to say, like talking about this, the perfect blend of weird puzzle mechanics and RPG. I think that bested Puzzle Quest. Uh, if anybody listening is unfamiliar with this, it is like a very early game by Cappy Games that was a original DS title. And I think at this point they you put play it on it Xbox Live Arcade, I think, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, that you sounds right, it, yeah. You can play it on Xbox Live Arcade, maybe backwards compatible on Xbox One, but there's an iOS version and an Android version that I think is still active and supported. But holy crap. Thank God that game has an ending. <laughs> that's that's the best thing about that game. It's that there's no free play mode. You, it just stops. Is that pocket card jockey? It's, you it just stops. So then you go in the bathroom and you shake for a while. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I, def, I definitely skipped work to play that game. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, 2008. I don't miss you at all. Uh, so speaking of things I missed... I did miss Patrick Stewart telling people to engage. I don't always want it to happen on a spaceship. Sometimes I just want him to say those words. And I always want Frakes to just be bearding out behind him when he does it. Uh, <laughs> bearding <Susan>, out. <laughs> bearding out. Yeah, that's good. I like that. You've been, you've been watching Picard? I have. A, a show that I'm scared to watch. Goddamn right I've been watching Picard. So tell uh, me yes. about it. Tell okay. me, t- you don't sound... Because your arc with Star Trek Discovery was, fuck this noise, no way it's actually good, these are great performances, I'm all the way in, fuck that show forever. That was like... No! I thought, I thought season two no! pushed you all the no! way out. No, 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 no. Season two definitely had its issues. Okay. But uh, overall, no, I was I was down. I, I, I very much enjoyed the you show. You like the Michael Burnham. I do. I do enjoy the Michael Burnham. Uh, I, like, I liked the Spock that they yep. came up with. So, uh, yeah, so now Picard is on. Picard is, uh, he is a retired admiral. Um, and what's, what's really, I don't, I, I don't want to give away too much about what's happening, uh, in the plot because it's, 
mm, it messes with with they add some story there's there's some there's a reason why he quit starfleet okay and, and that reason is uh very relevant to the plot of picard and what I is find it personal it, is it personal or is it galactic is it, it uh, both both I, okay i don't think this is too much of a spoiler um because you find it out pretty early on uh, they were uh, Starfleet was engaged in a humanitarian mission to rescue Romulans, and uh, Starfleet called it off. And Picard was like, I'm, "If if we stop rescuing them, they will all die." Oh. And Starfleet and Starfleet's like, "Yeah, but they're the bad guys." So, mm. oh, okay, yeah, and yeah, and he was like, "Fuck you." That's not Starfleet. I'm out. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is it picks up many years after that. He is now retired. He's living on the Picard uh, 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 vineyard uh, with his dog. Number one. Is his brother and still there? <laughs> is his brother still around? His his brother is not there. By the way, also. Uh, I don't want to be this person, but number one has the biggest balls, and it's really distracting. Normally. <laughs> When a dog, when when they use a male dog in a show, <laughs> the dog has been neutered. That is not the case here. That's, that's, just, that's that direct to streaming that you're getting right there. They don't have to worry about any of the sensors. They're just swinging. It's like, it's, hi, how you doing, ladies? CBS, What's up? CBS providing that all access yeah, to up dog all night. balls. <laughs> yeah, CBS seriously. Up all night. But but anyway, well, what I what I find uh, interesting about Picard, I'm only a few episodes in, so the uh, story hasn't picked up in earnest yet. But what I find really I- intriguing about it, here's this character that we know extremely well, yeah. and and an actor that we know extremely well, and I find it really interesting to have picked up with. What do you do when you have at one point been this incredibly powerful, literally commanding presence. And now you're not. Mm. He's beloved, right? People, people love Picard, but like there's this one, one part he, he rocks up to the, to uh, Starfleet headquarters for something. He needs to go talk to somebody and he comes in and he's like, Oh, I have an appointment to see so-and-so. And the guy behind the desk says, okay. And just stands there. And Picard's like, do you not know who I am? Exactly. And, and they don't. Interesting. Yeah. And, and Patrick Stewart, like, if you think about Picard from, you know, the heyday of Next Generation, that voice. Yeah. Right? That voice that is just the most, it is the mahogany of voices. It is so. And Patrick Stewart now sounds like an old man because he is an old man. Mm. And I and I find it, and he, it's the same guy, right? Like it's this is still Picard. He's still the man who did all these things, who led all these people, who commanded the flagship of Starfleet. But except now, he's an old man who lives in a vineyard. Mm. And I love that contrast because you never freaking get to see that in Star Trek. God knows Kirk never did that. Even when Kirk showed up on his his ranch in <laughs> Idaho or whatever, he was still like, I'm super vibrant, Kirk. I'm going to save the day. Like, shut up. Stop it. Right? Like, we, you never get to see any anybody past their ability ability to be powerful and i really love that about this and even the treatment of spock like spock who you know stayed 
the driving force of the series and its continuity yeah. for you know 40 years like 1969 literally to until he literally until he died until he and died. even his death was part of the plot yes and and spock was never not the guy he was yep. always the guy yep uh and it, it yeah like even on next generation when they would bring back legacy characters they would try to toy with the idea of the you know hero gone to seed yeah. But then they would still be the guy. Like there's the episode yep. where where Scotty comes back and James Duhan portlies his way around the holodeck and it's like, "Oh, you're you're old. You don't matter." And then he just gets blasted with uh Picard on the old bridge of the Enterprise and then he yep. saves the day at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And it rules, but it is like Scotty saved the fucking day and then he sailed off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back yeah. to his home planet. <laughs> back to- my planet needs me. <laughs> this bottle of scotch needs me. That's how that episode goes. That does have one of the all-time great lines, though, because Data is trying to find him real booze because mm-hmm. they don't they don't make real booze. They make yeah. synthahol. And De- Brent Spiner, like true great comedic actor Brent Spiner, pulls out this like disgusting moldering bottle and he smells it and he's like, it's... It's... It's green. <laughs> and that's it. It's great. It's great. Uh, so you're three episodes in. What is he doing? Like, where does, like, I, I know just you don't want to spoil, <laughs> spoil it. Okay, but like, so uh, without wanting to spoil anything, a character suddenly realizes they need to, they, they find themselves in a situation they never expected to be in, and they are struck with the thought Go find Picard. Interesting. Okay. And, and so they track him down and he's like, who are you? And they, and like, what are you doing here? And they're like, don't really know. Mm. Just know I was supposed to find you. That's pretty Star Trek. Yeah, it's very Star Trek. And he's like, okay, come on in. And in his course of uh, trying to help this person understand why they feel like they had to track him down he stumbles upon something that he did not expect to discover and is like, okay, well, I, I guess I'm going to go investigate this, but he no longer has a starship at his disposal. Cool. So he has to go find one. He no longer has a crew at his disposal. And, and so like, even places like, well, shit, how am I going to get off world? Yeah, cool. Uh, you know, and so that I find that really, really intriguing. Like, you're still that leader, but you ain't got shit anymore. That's great. Also, you're old and frail. I'm I really sad that he doesn't have... So, Dave, in the final episode of Next Generation, they do this amazing thing where Picard is, like, jumping through time. So he it's straight up Slaughterhouse-Five. He's returning uh, to yeah, past, totally the is. present, yep. and the, yep. the far-flung future. But in the far-flung future, in the last episode of the show, when he's running the vineyard, he has this fucking scraggly-ass Gandalf beard. And it's <laughs> fake as hell. Just spirit-gummed Gandalf beard. And I'm like, why doesn't he have it this time? This sucks. Well, because he that. saw his future. He's like, I don't look good in a beard. Yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta fix that. Uh, has anybody, has, has any of the legacy characters shown up? Has Seven of Nine... I know she's in the trailers. Uh, she's not there yet. yet. No, but yes, I know she is in the show. 
I hope that the character that came to find Picard was like, oh, I just needed to find you because of reasons. I hope she's like, now we need to find Benjamin Sisko because we need somebody to talk like this for the save the day. That would be awesome. That, yes, one other legacy character has shown up. Oh. Yes. You don't want to spoil it? I ain't going to tell you who it is. All right, cool. I do. It's like, I, it's, this is like Seven Samurai, but for like old Star Trek characters. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm into that. Uh, Dave, have you ever seen Star Trek The Motion Picture? I feel like of all the times we've oh, talked God. about Star Trek, we really haven't <coughs> talked about the original movie that much. No, I have not. I've seen... A few of the movies, most of the Next Generation ones, a couple of the originals, but no, I've never seen, like, the motion picture. I've heard it's very dry. Like, it's a very 1970s sci-fi movie. It is. It is. Yeah, if you want, like, and in all that it implies, if you want, like, a psychedelic, psychosexual exploration... With, uh, of like what it means to be human and what yeah. is gender, and if you yeah. want to see Leonard Nimoy literally fuck space because yeah. it happens, yeah, it does. Leonard, it's Leonard true. Nimoy has sex with the cosmos. On he does. There's also a lot of penis in that movie. Oh, so much, just, just there's just junk for days. Oh man, everybody, there's a lot of it. Everybody. At like like the fashion at that moment in Starfleet is just like you need to be able to see everybody's genitals regardless yeah. of their gender. It's true. Everybody's gen- genitals need to be out. Everybody like suns out, guns out, regardless of your yep. rank. It's yep. just every sleeveless. It's just that movie is so tight. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Oh man, some like Tangerine <laughs> Dream shits happening with the soundtrack. It rules. That soundtrack is everything. It's cool as hell. It is so cool. It's the only substantiation of Star Trek where it's just like go to warp speed and then a giant rainbow follows. The it's shit. true, but also that. So okay, so the edit of it, the non-director's version. There's this one character uh, named uh, Ilea. Who, who is Delton, uh, which I guess she's mean, she's from the airline Delta. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing I love about it in the edit, she, they say, Oh, she's coming aboard. And she walks in and says, hello, my oath of celibacy is on record. That's it. Just like, Hey, what's up? My oath of celibacy is on record. No preface, no context, no nothing. It's like, I, okay. Okay. All right. Just, yeah. just so you know where we're headed. Just, what? Is this because of all the dicks that we can see? What? Yeah. But then she becomes a sex robot. Yeah, yeah then she becomes a sex robot. Persis yeah. Kambata? Yes, yes, that's correct. Yeah, Persis, Persis Kambata. Yes. Yeah. The greatest name in history. Yeah. Uh, Susan, should I, should I start watching it or should I wait until Picard is finished? Wait I until I, re- wait until, yeah, wait. Wait until I see more and then I can tell you. All right, yeah, you're yeah. you're my Star Trek. I'm Sherpa. your canary. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was scared, uh, even though they put out a trailer where it's just like, here's Picard and Frakes sitting in a dock, and I was like, fuck. Now I'm definitely gonna see that. Like, I want to see Frakes sitting on a dock. I hope they pull out a banjo, and he pulls out his trombone, and they have an old style hullabaloo. Uh. 
All right, before we move on to what Dave has been tinkering with and it is actual tinkering with, Susan, is there anything else you wanted to shout out about Picross or Picard? Nope. Nope. Picard, Ross. Picard, Star Trek Picross would be great. I would play the shit out of that. I'd play the fuck out of that, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Dave Roberts has been listening to a lot of Mr. Mister for the past two weeks. Yes, I have taken these broken wings (laughs) and I have attached them to a D10 Nano. So I could play Sega Genesis game. <laughs> All right, Dave, Dave you're going to have to explain to the world okay. what, a, what a mister is, because okay. I only mostly understand what okay. a mister is. So we talked about this before when I got the analog. You know what? We, we've gone over. You know what FPGA is uh, for those at home. FPGA stands for Field Programmable Gatorade. It, not Gatorade. Gate array. Uh, it is a, it's a. I'm so glad you said that because I'm like, wait, what? Field programmable Gatorade. <laughs> Quenches your thirst. Uh, no, it's a, it's a chip that you basically you can um, program to emulate logic gates of different computer parts. So, like um, companies like Sony will have like really expensive uh, field programmable gate arrays when they're trying to design new consoles. Cause you know, you're not going to order a bunch of different parts and like hook them up together and see, okay, well does this make the game run better? No, you just have like one thing. It's like, okay, well this is what we can do. How can we convert that into hardware? So what people have done is they've taken the, these, uh, the FP, the concept of FPGA and rather than, emulating video games through software, which adds, which one is, uh, uses sequential logic for programming. So all the code is executed in a line because it's a program running on a computer with an operating system, uh, which introduces lag and other inconsistency, inconsistencies with games. They're using this chip to essentially pretend like it's an original console. So mm-hmm. you have, because uh, original consoles, uh, they have like sound chips and they have graphics processors. They have all these other chips that like feed into a central processing unit. So they emulate the logic to reduce lag, to basically create as close to the original console as you can possibly get without actually owning a console. And so what Analog does is they uh, they are a company that makes these standalone boxes. So you can buy a Super Nintendo. It's called the Super NT, and it's basically a um, it's a device that you can plug Super Nintendo cartridges in. But that's all it does. Mm-hmm. They also make a, uh, the Mega SG, which can play Genesis games. It can play. Uh, it, it comes with an adapter for. Uh, Master System games, and they just released some cartridge adapters for um, what's it? SG-1000 and Game Gear, and there's like one other thing, I think. So you can use original cartridges on this thing as if it were an original console. Plug it into your HDMI, no lag, uh, no no lag introduced to the system that isn't introduced by the video uh, latency of your HDMI or HDTV. Um, and you can use original peripherals, original carts, all that stuff. Um, you can jailbreak them too. They're not officially supported, but they do. Like you can run ROMs off of the SD card, and the Genesis one will play like ColecoVision games. So it's like, okay, these these devices are really cool. 
And all along the side has been this like homebrew open source project going along called the Mister. Very similar in nature, but it's less about allowing you to use original carts than it is about creating a device like a retro pie, like a Raspberry Pi with uh, like a bunch of consoles on it. Just but then, you're making a computer. Yeah, yeah you're yeah you're basically you're making, making a, a computer a computer that can play a variety of systems and um, old uh, old computers as well um, on a little device. So I have it right here. I'm gonna show, this is great radio, but I'm gonna show the webcam here. Yeah. So what it is, Ooh. is this bottom part here, or the middle part actually, is the DE10 Nano. That's like a, that's the, the, the brains of the unit in the middle here. And then there's a RAM chip, and then you have like little, an input module that you can output to, um, if you want to output it to a CRT, you can do that. There's also a USB hub on here. The only to, thing that you need to explain to... for people listening, Dave was yeah. just holding up something about the size of the innards of a music box. Yeah. So it's, picture it's, a music it's, box. Yeah, like it's a pretty very, small. Yeah. But this thing can play any, uh, basically anything from like, uh, I think someone's working on Atari, so that's not done yet. But there's uh, NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, uh, Master System, Game Gear, Game Boy. They just added Neo Geo. So, like, what got me interested in this project other than the analog stuff? Because it's like, okay, so analog has the quality control. They have, they're releasing a commercial product. They will be dedicated. Like, there's a guy, Keptris, who is working on making these things great. But they make, they make luxury items. Yes. Analog and, makes luxury experiences. And this, even like, like, as, far back or as, as soon as like the middle of last year wasn't really like it was it was good but it wasn't great and then they released um the neo geo set the, the core for the neo geo they released a core for sega cd they released a core for game boy advance and someone, I believe, is working on a TurboGrafx CD core as well. The Sega CD one was a very big deal because that yeah. came right on the heels of the uh, Mega SD. The the, the Mega uh, SG came out back in April. Right. And so you can play Sega CD games on a Mega SG, but you need to have an original Sega CD to do it. Exactly. And, and here's and the rub. Because the more that I got into the analog stuff, the more that I realized if I wanted to get the most out of it, every single thing that I needed to buy was like $200. Oh, and, uh, and that's, that's like each individual thing. Like, right. If I, if I was not buying individual cartridges, which is demonstrably more expensive. Uh, so the Super, Ninten the, the Super NT, it's powerful. It can play any game that you throw at it if you have a cartridge. However, the the FPGA that they're using is not powerful enough to simulate the Super FX chip or the SA1 chip that games like Star Fox use or right. Super Mario RPG use. So if you want to play those games in like ROM form, you have to buy a... Uh, I think they changed the name of it, but back when I was looking at this stuff, it was called an SD2SNES, which yeah. was a separate cart <laughs> that had its own FPGA in it that you would it's put crazy. an SD card in, and then you'd have all your games on there. 
Right. Um, and then, like, the same thing with Sega CD. It's like if you wanted to play Sega CD games, you'd have to buy... A Sega CD? A Sega CD. And it looks real stupid hooked up to... Because yeah, the, looks- the Mega SG is much smaller yeah. than the Sega CD. So it's just, And then... Or you could either do that, or you could buy a $270 Mega SD... Yeah, which again has its own FPGA chip that you put an SD card into and plug in the cartridge slots so you could play like the handful of good Sega CD games on it's it. It's all crazy. It's crazy. So I was looking <laughs> at all that stuff and I was like, I don't have money for that. But and you uh, love to tinker, and you're, and, I, and, and I, I do you're love to tinker. So all you really need to do to get the most out of Mister is the the DE10 Nano. So this this board. They're cheating. They this board is subsidized by Intel. It is a student board that is meant to get people. It's for like students who are learning, and also uh, they're they're subsidizing it to get more people to learn how to program uh, for FPGA hardware. So it's a three hundred dollar board that they're selling for one hundred and forty dollars. Analog hates it <laughs> because it is unfair. Um, so all you need is that board and then, uh, a Ram chip that there are a bunch of like boutique sellers. I got yeah. mine from a, a guy named zero himself on Etsy. I waited a month and a half to get it because everyone like there's when that Sega CD, people, like when a that lot Sega of, CD dropped, yeah. everyone was like, Oh, we got to get in on this. Uh, so I ordered that. That's all you need really. Well, okay. You need that, the Ram and you need, a. a OTG USB hub because it plugs in the micro SD port. That's all you need to get started. It's like um, like two hundred dollars tops, and you'll have access to everything. Um, the other stuff is gravy. Like if you want the I/O board uh, and the USB hub, just to make it cleaner. There's a case that you can buy too. That's again back ordered for like a month. But um, so talk talk logistics. It's cool. For me. T- tell me about logistics. I have a friend, yeah. uh, a, an old friend of Susan's, actually, Joe Kaiser, uh, a former game journalist, uh, who is just a, the weirdest, craziest game tinkerer I know. Uh, he has actually installed one of those Sega Saturn SD card readers we were talking <laughs> about in the pre-show, Dave, uh, because he's a madman. He has been struggling with his mister because he's trying to get uh, Wi-Fi working in it. And if you want to get Wi-Fi working in this thing, you have to you have to do a lot. <laughs> or, or no, what I did is that you. So there's a GitHub repository that has info for pretty much everything, uh, including like all the systems that it uses. Like I, I could play MSX on this thing, dude, if I wanted to. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, like uh, a computer that I will never own because they're super expensive. Games are super expensive. It's just here. You're like, never anyway. gonna get together the twelve hundred dollars you need for an actual yeah. copy of Metal Gear Two. Yeah, no. Um, but they have like a list of compatible Wi-Fi dongles, and like I, because I was like, oh, what does Amazon have? This was seven fifty. I'll order that, and I plugged it in, and it didn't work. And I looked at the GitHub page, and it's like. These work immediately out of the box by this one. And I bought this. It's a can of kit. I'll show you here. It's a can of kit. Um, like, it's specifically made for, like, Raspberry Pi devices. Okay. You just plug it. Because this thing runs on Linux. You just plug it in and it works. That's, man. Just do that. Like, it's it's a bit fiddly. 
Uh, yeah, apparently that's, it's, that's it's, why, a lot, yeah. it's it's a lot better than it used to be. So setting it up requires there like it walks you through all the steps on um, on the GitHub, but then there are like some scripts that you can download that um, take care of a lot of the hard work for you. Because like it used to be, you'd have to go to like whenever somebody updated, you'd go to their GitHub page, you download the core, you put it in the file all the time. Now there's an update script that is updated like basically whenever there's an update pushed this thing automat is automatically like updated to to um get the latest stuff and you just you go into your scripts folder you hit a button and it just like takes about five minutes and it goes through everything all the new stuff just up 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 up, up how and then, do you output with this thing is it just hdmi h so it's hdmi out of the box uh with the de 10 nano the the IO board that I have on the top here that has the cooling fan uh, also has a VGA out. So, oh, so you I, can put it in your fancy uh, CRT TV. Yes, I can play there this. On, I, I bought uh, I bought a VGA to RGB cable so I can plug that up to my uh, PVM once they arrive in the mail. So many, um, so many three letter acronyms. Yeah, so right. Many yeah. Acronyms. Or or you could just buy like the like apparently the cheap. $10 VGA to, uh, or like HDMI to VGA adapters mm-hmm. work as well. Oh, okay. And you can plug those in. Um, but yeah, like it's, it is a little fiddly. You have that like each core, cause the nature of it being open source, like each developer has their own little quirks mm-hmm. and each core needs a, something different than others. Like one of them might need a BIOS file or one of them might need, um, like you need to set up your folder in a specific way for this or like like the Sega CD file. Normally you can have all of your games zipped, but if you want to play on the Sega CD, like it doesn't work when they're zipped, so they can't be zipped. So like you just have to... There's I a will GitHub never and, ever do this. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds so... This sounds like... <sighs> Susan, you would never touch this thing in a million years, would you? Fuck no, of course not. <laughs> Un- like, unless, well, I mean, unless, like, someone set it up for you because it's like, yeah, yeah. If so, yeah if somebody well, else, yeah. like, and there are, are there, there people are, doing that? Are there people who do like bespoke misters for people? Yeah, so so there's a website you go to called MrAddons.com, and he sells bundles. You can go uh, there and like you can set. Okay, I want the D10 Nano. I want the I/O board. I don't need a USB hub. I want a case. Uh, extra cables throw in a controller, boom, done, shipped off to your house. And, like, you can right. even buy an SD card that's, like, set up and ready to go for you, too. So, oh, that's awesome. That's that's the real question. Yeah. If it, is it, like, um, I want to use this so that I can play all of the I don't know if it has games, the games that are not I don't legally know if, purchasable? Like, I don't know if it has the games on it. You might have to supply those yourself, but it's, like, it, it is set up, so all you have to do is basically drag them into the games folder. Yeah. I Like, it's... The, the interesting thing about this is it, it's such a compelling interesting look at the future of how you're going to be able to buy and play classic games like but i see like once if these start coming down in price like i could see companies like like nintendo or whoever who put out like uh mini uh, snes units doing this because it's it is more accurate and it's uh it doesn't introduce the kind of lag that you know can like depending on how sensitive you are to it, but it can ruin, like, games like Shinobi or, like, rhythm games or whatever. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. uh, So the thing is with this board, um, the important thing to note, 
Because a lot of people go like, oh, just buy Raspberry Pi, it's cheaper. I was like, yeah, okay, sure. But like, I actually have way more trouble getting games to run right. Again, it's that thing where we were talking about where it's like, if I can notice frame rate being off, it bugs me. And I have, to fix, it. The, I have to fix it. And if I can't fix say, it, I... The people who say setting up a Raspberry Pi is easy are the same people that are like, PC gaming is easy. PC gaming is as easy as using a console. So, okay, so I have a story about that. Because it illustrates that point perfectly. Uh, oh, someone who worked for me for a number of years, now he writes for PC Gamer, Andy Chalk, used to tell me that all the time. Oh, it's just easy. It's easy. It's easy. You just have to read some stuff, and then you can do it. What's the problem? And I kept telling him, it's you don't understand how much you know Andy. You don't understand and, yeah. how much you know. You don't understand how much you know. And then one Christmas, he wanted to make some candy for his wife as a gift. <laughs> and he's asking me all sorts of questions about, like, how to temper chocolate and all that. Like, <laughs> I understand. It's easy. Just read something and do it. I'm just get, gonna, it. Just like, get a cookbook. It's fine. Whatever. Just like what? Like, you know, it, like not like you have to work at it for many years and try and fail and try and fail and learn what, like, it's the exact same thing. You're assembling a set of skills based on experience over an extended period of time. And they're also, informed, informed by experiences that you've had prior to even doing the thing that you're trying yeah. to describe how to do. And yeah. you have to like the process of failing to There's get it set too. up and then yeah. figuring it out. That's a really good like. point. You, I like that's doing a really that important point. Yeah. Um, I flat out bought a little... Uh, I don't even know what's under the hooks. I don't care. It looks like a little mini NES, and you plug it in via via HDMI to your TV, and it has every Atari game, every Game Boy game, mm -hmm. every 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 game up to N64. Not all the N64 ones work. Yeah, I think you were you were you were telling me uh, like you yep. showed me the list, and I think yeah, I think you, that that's that's a Raspberry Pi. And mm -hmm. that's just set up and ready to go for you. So yep. the thing about the Raspberry Pi is that because it's running, it's a more powerful computer than this. Like, there's mm -hmm. no getting around it. Um, so emulation, like, they can run emulators on it. So, like, you can get a Saturn emulator for Raspberry Pi. It doesn't work great, but it doesn't work, work it's, great. it's getting there. Yeah. They're, like, they're getting there. Again, N64 emulator works. It's not great. Dreamcast, Dreamcast yeah. is apparently okay. On there, but that's like kind of the upper limit that you're gonna get on a Raspberry Pi. Like some mm -hmm. people try to run Dolphin, it doesn't go great uh, for the GameCube games. Um, but you you do have some more options as far as like later consoles. With this, uh, because they're emulating the logic of it, uh, the mm -hmm. upper limit they think is like PlayStation. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a person who's working on a PlayStation Core right now, and they think they can get it, but it's taking a while because it's the logic of a PlayStation is very complex. They don't think yeah. Saturn. They don't think Saturn is doable because that system was built by by crazy weirdos. people. By crazy people, by, yeah. Crazy people who were like told halfway through, like you're the ones making the console. No, you're the ones making the console. Yeah. Hey, no, you we're know how shipping you guys tomorrow. Were, Push you, them together. You guys know how you you were making a really awesome 2D console that needs to play 3D games now. Okay. Yep. Pretty Do much. It. Yeah. Uh, Do it tomorrow. Uh, 
an N64, they think, is also probably not possible just due to how complex the, the graphics processing is in that system. But, like, if they get one 3D-based game, like, system on here, like, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's the thing about Mr. that is more exciting to me than, like, like, Analog's great. I'm really looking forward to the pocket, and I'm excited to see what people do with that because they're putting two FPGAs in it. One is closed source that has like the pocket, the stuff developed by analog, but then there's another core that developers can put cores on. Yeah. Yeah, So like you could get a super Nintendo on there probably. Um, It's just like every, every day it seems like you wake up and there's a classic gaming discord where a bunch of Mr. Developers kind of hang out and talk about stuff and like bug fix. And there's like a, a news channel and you go in there and there's like, Hey, we just added tapper to <laughs> the, F- so you just go on there, you run your update script, you throw the, the ROM in there and now you're playing tapper like as close, you know, like it's not like it's, it's in development, but like they're getting them to be as close to the original as possible. Um, which is like Mame can't do that. Like yeah. Mame. Like, it's, MAME is great, but it's still, like... Well, MAME, MAME is, like, any of the emulators that people have been using for 20 years at this point. Yeah. You know, it's it's something that is... It, it works. <laughs> like, yeah. it, is, it is the jalopy of uh, video game running. It's just, oh, it, it will boot something some of the time. <laughs> yeah. And it won't look right, it won't sound right, but it will be close enough that if you're at a party and drinking sangria, you will be delighted (laughs) by what you see. Dave, all of this said, what are you actually playing? So I was playing some Genesis games. I'm just kind of putting it through its paces right now. I was playing, uh, I played, I've actually been streaming it on our um, Twitch channel that we have, uh, twitch.tv slash continue podcast, smash that follow button. Um, <laughs> Yo, bros, we just signed an exclusive deal with Mixer for $5. For $5. For $5. Um, and a sandwich. Um, yep. We get a freebie at Subway. The bread is made of yoga mats. <laughs> but I, I played Streets of Rage 2 on it. And, like, the cool thing is you can go in and they're, like, out of the box it works fine. But you can go in and you can actually change. Like, they've been using, there's been this open source project called MD Fourier, I believe, which is a bunch of weirdos have been trying to recreate every like soundboard that a Genesis has ever used. Oh, because because awesome. the thing is, it's like you can there get are di- different ones throughout there all are the models. Di- there's yeah. the Model 1, there's the Model 2, and different revisions use different sound hardware, and they all sound a little different. And you can get stereo sound if you plug in the headphone jack. But you only get mono if you plug it out of the vit. So there's like you can go in and you can actually like change the soundboard that you're you using. Want spe- if it- you if you have specific memories of farty noises coming out of yeah. your Genesis <laughs> two and you want them to sound exactly yeah. like that, uh, all right. Uh, it's cool though. Like if, yeah. if you if you like a project um, and you want something that's gonna like you want to be a part of something that's gonna grow over time, it's cool. That's like, get in cool. on it. As like soon as it plays Mazerna Falls, out, that's the moment. You want it yeah, to... that's it. <laughs> you want it to... Mazerna Falls and Police Knots. That's the moment to finally get it. Uh, Dave, who made this happen? I'm this, gonna give this a, show. I'm, 
This, this show, this this thing that we call Continue Podcast this, this is continue. brought to you by listeners like you over at our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash continue pod. Uh, we're going to give a special shout out to our uh, backers there. We've got Ryan Brady, Nick Rugen, Yaddle, Gluttony One of Seven, Ryan Mance, Adam Gauntlet, Double Taco, Pete, Adam Condra, Matthew Peters, Michael Coffey, Thierry Belair, uh, Eric Van Quill, Fancy Manatee, Denton Brock, Elio Dare, Stormshot, Frank Sands, Kalen Houston, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Daniel Squire, and Tom. Thank, Thank you. you. You you people are make our lives very bright. Thank you, uh, everyone who Dave just mentioned, for for getting uh, uh, us the monies to. I, I you guys paid for me to play Dragon Quest one and two and three on my Switch. So thank you very much. You guys are, are the best. That's what I I used with your proceeds so that I could talk about it in this show and turn it into entertainment. What you do is content. Content. Hashtag uh, content. There it all is. So. Uh, yeah, uh, it means the world. Thank you so much. If you are listening to this and you are not a backer, uh, consider it. It, it helps a lot. Smash it that helps. backer button. Smash Just that all backer the, button. Smash all the buttons. Smash, smash them all. Uh, if you would like to back this show, you get access to our backer Discord, which is a sea of lovely, lovely human beings. Uh, to all of those people in there, I know I've been a little scarce these past couple of weeks, but I am finally going to be back on the internet doing work there regularly. So uh, you can have all God, kinds I'm of so conversations. Sorry. With us. Yeah, I know. Uh, you can also <laughs> watch us record this live. There is a tier where you can get into video podcasts and actually uh, rant at us as we do this together. And uh, backers also get access to bonus content before and after the show. You go to patreon.com slash continue podcast. You can do that. You can also follow us on Twitter where we post fitfully. That is at continue pod. Susan, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Susan Art. You can find me on top 10 reviews where I will be laying out which of the streaming services you should give your hard earned money. And mm. uh, imminently, you can find me at Rely on Horror. Oh, that's awesome! That's fair. What are you going to be writing for them? Whatever I want. That friggin' rules! I'm very excited about that. That is awesome. Dave Roberts, where can the people find you railing against the machine? <laughs> Ra- Gorilla <laughs> Radio. Yeah. <laughs> you can find find all my Tony Hawk Pro Skater two takes at nice. Demon Robots on Twitter. Nice, uh, that's emblazoned in my brain. That and Superman. I that was that. the first game, though. That is the first game. Uh, God bless Goldfinger. Those guys are still at it. Uh, you can follow me. At Scott will never Age. die. Scott will never die. You can find me at Agno <laughs> on Twitter, uh, where I have also been fitfully uh, present lately, but I will be more present going forward. You can read my work. I'm so at, sorry. I know, I know. Uh, at TheRinger.com and AVClub.com. And I guess uh, on the next show, I will talk about what I'm doing professionally. Uh, oh, shit! It's a thing that'll happen. But um, well, welcome back to the land of content. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank <laughs> you so much. So excited. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>